everybody, and welcome. It's fairly well timed. Thank uh. you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema. We're cracking open another the Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. As we crack open another film Mountain from Dew. this list, oh, I don't suck on the Mountain I, Dew. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I was trying to find some connection, but it's really just the, it's a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a Mountain Dew is just a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, this is the spinoff of the podcast reboot already underway. The We Baby Bears to the main podcast, We Bear Bears. Isn't that show fairly new? They're already doing a They're baby spinoff? They're already doing a baby spinoff. Originality is dead. <laughs> Yikes. Some yeah. big yikes right there, actually. That's that's rough. Yeah, nursing the show, but uh, yeah, don't go for the baby spinoff. No, not that soon. You know, baby Muppets. It works. This is the babies and it's Muppets, and it was years later. Yeah, the original baby Muppets. I haven't seen the new one. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about the new one. But anyway, uh, we are once again looking at a film from the list of 100 movies I made for Jacob to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. Uh, and this week. We are looking at another horror classic. Some mm-hmm. might argue against that genre definition, but um, at the very least, a thriller classic. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. And boy, do they be silent. Yeah. Were there as many lambs in this movie as you were expecting? There were none. That dog do be kind of looking like a lamb, though. He is a bit like a lamb. He's got that, <laughs> that white... Uh, Poofy uh, fur, so... Uh, yeah. An honorable lamb. Honorable lamb. <laughs> the lambs let him in. He's, a, he's like a... Oh, like honorary a is what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. What did I say? Honorable. Maybe I need the Mountain Dew. I'm too tired for this. <laughs> he is an honorable dog, okay? I was just like, you know what? He's a good dog. He didn't ask to be uh, you know, owned by a serial killer. That's true. He didn't. Or maybe he did. Damn. That's the sequel. The dog of <laughs> is that was the actual killer all. Oh wow, yeah, that'd be a good one. They could do that. I don't think it'd be as popular. I don't think people are ready for a dog serial killer. No, people are are. They just don't want to believe that dogs can be evil. You yeah. know, it's like I know it. Yeah. There's Cujo. There's Cujo, but how well did Cujo do? I don't think very good. What's the measure of success for a serial killer? <laughs> no, I mean just like how good how good did the movie do? The movie? Yeah, people weren't ready. Oh yeah, people weren't ready for that. People weren't ready for it. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, uh yeah. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Uh Jacob. Mm-hmm. What did you know going in and what are your first impressions of seeing this movie? This is one of those movies that is so like tapped into the like central consciousness of film that like I knew somehow like quite a lot of it and also like nothing at all about it. Like kind of like you knew a lot of the iconic moments but not like how they pieced together kind of thing so it feels And even the iconic moments I was just like okay I knew the uh, Beans one and I knew that little he's in the little mask Yeah, they can't see me do that He's in a little mask, and that's right, really he, all I knew. Yeah. So that's all you knew. It's the but like, but like, you feel like you know more, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a very, uh, you know, he's been in, uh, the Hannibal Lecter character has been in so many films and TV shows and other stuff that uh, you might be uh, also getting pieces from that and just being like, I don't know, they're all Silence of the Lambs in my mind, having not seen any. I assume you haven't seen any of the other films, yeah. Most people would start with Silence of the Lambs, so. There you go. So, uh... Yeah, what did you uh, what did you think seeing it for mm. the first time? Really good, but also just not just like not my kind of movie. Okay, just like the whole like uh, FBI like trying to figure out who the serial killer is and like oh we got to do our detective work. Mm-hmm. It's like. The worst version of a of a journalism movie, you know. Like, Do you not like journal? You like journalism? No, no, movies? that's what I mean. I really like journalism oh, movies, but I'm like, man, wouldn't it be better if it was just like a hard hitting, you know, journalist <laughs> coming in here and being like, I'm gonna solve the case. Mm. Like, I don't care, the FBI. I don't care. Mm. Mm. But now, if she was a journalist, okay, yeah, then we might have something on our hands here. There is a journalist character in the uh, larger Hannibal Elector universe, but like is also just like very opportunistic and uh, like ends up dying in a very mm. horrific way. Uh, that's, not, so. see, that's not what I'm looking for, though. You know, so but I just mean in general, like this is just not my kind of movie. But I'd still say it's really good, and for it not being the kind of movie that I normally like, I still really liked it. I thought yeah. it was really good. It's one you have to admire for the craft, uh, even mm-hmm. if it's not a personal favorite, which is kind of where I come from uh, on this as well, where a lot of, yeah, like the the kind of like FBI tracking on the serial killer, trying to um, understand the psychology of the killer kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tip, that's not really one of my uh, favorite approaches uh, to the genre, to that story. Um, but just the craft here, um, is enough to, uh, make it, uh, like, it's such an undeniably, uh, well-made movie. Yeah, absolutely. He went on to make Ricky and the Flash, by the way. I was gonna bring it up if you didn't already know that. I thought that'd be a fun fact. You've seen Ricky and the Flash, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely I did. That was actually his last film, oh. uh, before he passed away. <laughs> so, John. I feel like that's kind of the, um, the legacy of, like, all film directors. It's your last movie. It's gonna be, like, one of your worst. I feel like it's just, it do- it's not meant to be that way, but, like, it always ends up being that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Ricky and the Flash. Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> Have you seen Ricky in the Flash? I haven't. You didn't put it on the list, I guess. It's going to have to go on another list. It's so <laughs> boring. Because you're running out of movies. It's so boring. I always get that one mixed up with Our Brand is Crisis. Because I think they had like, similar color schemes. Our Brand is Crisis? That was like the, the Sandra Bullock movie or something, where she's like a journalist or something. Like, the, the movies have nothing in common, but I think they both used like a, like a purplish color scheme or something and came out like the same year. And also, so I, who did you say was in it? Was it, is it not Sandra Bullock? No, it was. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you said, I thought you said Anne Hathaway for some <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I Maybe, think, I I think you know. could give me uh, points for getting Anne Hathaway and Sandra Bullock confused. I, I think that's understandable. No? No. no. You don't? I can't, I can't get on that train For a movie you. I have never seen... You can't give that to me? No, they don't look similar enough. I'm sorry, they just, okay, they just don't. Okay. They just don't. Got high standard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> um, I was, I was just saying, un- un- undeniable craft uh, of the movie. 
um, both in the direction and uh, obviously the performances of mm -hmm. uh, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins, um, yeah. both highly acclaimed for good reason. Absolutely. So I would, uh, if we were going to give this stars, I would give this four and a half. I think be it being not a uh, personal favorite, and also there's obvious there's a few uh, dated mm -hmm. elements um, to it. Yeah. Uh, that would knock it down to a four and a half for me, um, but I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't go lower than that because I feel like even at four stars, I feel like that's too low for uh, comparing this to other movies of the kind. I think this is an exceptional version of that story. Yeah, I was gonna also go with four and a half, but it's like a four and a half on craft alone. Not like like in a ranked list, it will be probably lower than other four and a halves. Yeah. But just because if you're looking for this type of movie, this is like one of the best ones I've ever seen. So like on that yeah. basis alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's a recommend from both of us, uh, more or less. Um, obviously we, a lot of people have already seen this movie. We were kind of late to the party on this one. I mean, I, saw it like five years ago but uh yeah the uh, only one on my 31 days of halloween list that my mom has seen interesting she probably hated it i Guaranteed. i feel like it's just one of those movies that like everyone saw like people that don't typically watch horror just because it was yeah. such a part of the cultural conversation and then there's select people that have seen it and are like i would never watch that again i hated it yeah yeah. I, th I think my parents are the same way, where they also saw it, because it was just the big movie to see. It won. It um, won Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the uh, rare uh, movie horror movies nominated for Best Picture. Um, yeah. And uh, it's it's uh, it's understandable why like this one it appeals more than uh, yeah, some of the other ones. Yeah, it has a lot because... of elements that... Especially that more, like... Uh, criminal minds like focus i guess the more the normie stuff you know <laughs> yeah the <laughs> I, I hate i hate that i said that i just want to be clear on that it's fairly it's a fairly apt description in the sense that i mean it's a very it's a grounded in some ways kind of a horror i just don't want anyone um, to think of me as like a rick and morty fan redditor or anything like yeah, that yeah the, know? the worst wanna, thing you can call someone i don't want to use a rick their, and morty fan. their nomenclature because then I might be identified as one of them. Right, right. So. Yeah, the language is very important. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> big, uh, big, uh, just uh, caveat to uh, the use of that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if you haven't seen the film, uh, recommended by the both of us if you have seen it or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now in depth with spoilers. So, is there a place you want to start? With this movie, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about the tension because okay. I thought that was the the best part of this movie. Okay, that they yep. just mounts the tension so well mm -hmm. and like doesn't like it's it's calm in its tension almost in the way it's shot, and I thought that was really interesting, um, especially the scene with um, where uh. I'm, God, I, Hannibal Lecter. There we go. <laughs> Where he—that's the name you forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he uh, escapes. Hannibal the scene. cannibal. It Hannibal rhymes. the cannibal. It's that little, uh, you know, uh, too cute writer thing where you're like, eh, what if there's a cannibal and his name was Hannibal? <laughs> what if <laughs> this will make me millions? And it, and it did. did. <laughs> 
Um, but his escape, I thought, was really well staged and really well... Um, just like, where is he? Don't know where he is. Although I, I suspected he had a face on him. Oh, when he, with the prison yeah, escape? I was like, something's not right. I really. honestly, I completely forgot about that aspect of his escape. I, like, I remember the build up to it, but I completely forgot about the putting on the other person's face thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're like, would you really be able to pull this off in real life? Probably not, Probably. but it's it's very entertaining watching. Uh, All right, we're gonna have to try movie. it. <laughs> oh, oh no! Did MythBusters do an episode on this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, that scene was really good. I thought when she finds Buffalo Bill was a really good scene too. Mm-hmm. That one was super tense. Um, and then there was one more, and I'm just absolutely blanking on it. That I thought was just. A very tense moment. I, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to rewind the movie in my yeah, head. <laughs> I'm blank. But he, anyway, I, yeah, I, okay. I think the way it, they do it and the way it's shot in in general, not just in its tense moments, is just probably the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just really well done. I like all the uh, the uh, almost. <laughs> I don't want to use TikTok terms. <laughs> The the POV. First the Rick and Morty terms, then the TikTok Well, the thing is, it's not even a TikTok term, but TikTok's ruined the term. But the POV shots that that, they do from um, Clarice's view. Is that a TikTok thing? Have they co-opted POV? (laughs) Yes, they have. It'll be like, POV, you're at a party and you fought with your boyfriend. And then here I come and I'm the cool hot guy. And they'll be like, ugh. No one understands me. And then it'll be like, who are you? It'll be like that. You're too good at that voice. (laughs) I hope it upset all our listeners as much as it upsets me every time you do it. (laughs) So it's like that, but it's like, it'll be P.O. You'll be the P.O. You'll be watching this man. And it'll be like, we're at a 50s uh, greaser party. And I'm just fed up with my friends. They don't respect women as much as I do. They'll be like, oh, hey. (laughs) <laughs> it'll be like that. So it's that's like the that's entire the, TikTok. I mean, like I'll I'll have to show you a compilation. I don't or something. know if I need you to. Don't, see you them. don't want to see them, but you, you need to. You seem to manage to introduce me to all the TikTok trends, no that's matter true. how much I protest. So uh, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna. Well, you gotta keep up. You can't be an old man, Aaron. You gotta keep up on the trends. You can't just fall into obscurity on these things. Mm, that's yeah. That's fair. Uh, you gotta keep up. You gotta keep hip with the kids. Traitor to my uh, age demographic. I don't. <laughs> Here I am watching uh, classic Oscar-winning films mm, uh, exactly. about like Silence of the Lambs when I could be watching these uh, TikToks. TikToks. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, POV. Yeah, POV, I thought yeah. the POV shots were really good and a nice way to like kind of um, accentuate the whole like uh, male gaze whole theme yeah, and uh, um of the movie and i thought that was really well done yeah 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 i do love um because that's another thing i it's you'd like immediately pick it up pick up on it in the movie um but it was something i'd kind of forgotten because i i watched this first like five years ago and mm-hmm. it was when i was less trained to like pick up things like this even though it's like now you watch and it's immediately obvious but like yeah. oh just like the close-up shots of the faces um mm-hmm. and the pov shots um yeah, really well done because you're right. The whole the whole male gaze aspect of it. I think that's 
a lot of the reason why this film holds up incredibly well mm-hmm. um, and really stands out among the genre. Um, because I think it's a genre that uh, can get extremely misogynistic real fast. Um, Have you seen this little movie called Last House on the Left? <laughs> bring that into that? That's pretty misogynistic. <laughs> well, even not even necessarily the horror genre, but specifically mm. the serial killer uh, well, yeah, genre. That too. Yeah. Um, well, there are serial killers in the Alright, listen, it was an it was an apt choice of film. <laughs> I think you just wanted to talk about. Uh... We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think that works really well. I love um, the all the little uh, things they do to set up. Like Clarice is like just like really good at her job, um, mm-hmm. but then has to deal with all this unnecessary stuff because she's a woman. Especially, I love the moment um, her and Jack Crawford in like the car. Um, where he's like, it, it really upset you that I said uh, we should talk about this without women present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I was just using that. I need to clear the room and all that. Um, and she's like, well, they're looking to you to lead by example. Mm-hmm. So when you show disrespect to me like that, all the other cops are going to not, uh, you know, yeah, look to me as a, a point really of authority. I think I think that's a very subtle moment, but does like so much character work mm-hmm. um, and building out on that theme. I really love that. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that whole, gosh, yeah, all of her character stuff is all great, and she's written so well, and I think she's written believably, and it's really good. Yeah, and Jodie Foster does an incredible job. Yeah, she does, and this is the only thing I've seen her in other than Elysium. Is it really the only one? Maybe I'll look up her, but I mean, she phones it in so hard in Elysium, so. Well. Yes, this is the only other one, I think. Wow. Well, unless, all right, let's look. Well, there's Taxi Drivers, one of her most notable ones. I've seen uh, her in Nim's Island, apparently. Is she in Nim's Island? Oh, no. I just, I don't, I just work here, I don't know. I, that's a movie I completely forgot about. I couldn't even. I, there's like sea turtles, and is, is there magic on that one? Or I think it's like fake magic, but it's real to her. Is it like a bridge to Terabithia kind of thing? Sort of. Where it's I like think. trying to escape yeah. the the regular uh, terrible life, and uh, so they create a fantasy world. It's not a terrible life. It's a great life that she has. Oh, she's trying. But her dad doesn't have a. She doesn't have a mommy. Oh, so she creates an f- entire fantasy world to. No. Have a mom? What? The, they live on an. They live on an island. Okay, explain the plot of Nim's Island to me. <laughs> Abigail Breslin lives on an island with it's Gerard. Abigail Breslin? Yeah, with Gerard Butler, her what dad. The... What is this cast? <laughs> with her dad, Gerard Butler. I don't and... think the genetics of that work out very well, but uh No. And but she doesn't have a mommy. Okay. So there's this author she really likes to read. Okay. Played by Jodie Foster, I assume. And sure. she, like, writes to her, and she's like, hey, come to this island. There's, like, cool stuff here. It's, like, magic stuff. And then she comes, it's not magic. But she finds the magic of love with Gerard Butler. So. Are there, where do the sea turtles come in? I don't really remember. I saw it in theaters when it came out. And <laughs> no, I honestly, got, I made that plot up. I have no idea if that's true. I have no idea if that's Why true. Why are you trying to gaslight me about the plot to Nim's Island? Because I want to know how close I am. What kind of psychopath does that? Because I want to know how close I am. All right, how all close right. synopsis of Nim's Island. A young girl inhabits an isolated island with her scientist father and communicates with the reclusive author of the novel she's reading. So actually, 
pretty spot on. Yeah, because I remember she doesn't leave her house. Well, she can't. She's on an island. No, 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 no. The the author doesn't leave her house. She's oh. like agoraphobic, maybe. I okay, don't really yeah. remember. And then and she's, then she's like, come to this island. There's no other people around. Yeah. And then fall in love she's with my like, dad. She's like, clearly, I believe that there's this little girl writing me from this isolated <laughs> island and not a psychopath. Yeah, I'm someone with a lot of social anxiety, but if you tell me to move on to this isolated <laughs> island in the middle of nowhere, uh, that sounds good to me. Oh, God. It's like getting into the van uh, when someone asks you yeah. to move their chair. No, don't, ladies, don't get into a van if somebody asks you to move your chair. I know you know this, but this lady in this movie did not know this. No. She was just trying to help out. It's not her fault. Don't mm. victim blame. That's fair. She was real mean. Jodie Foster should have just left her in the well, honestly. Like, she was real... She was very ungrateful. Is to, that the to <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, gosh, I, I am kidding. I'm sorry. I hope they would understand. Um, um, yeah. Jodie Foster. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Hopkins. Now, here's the thing that yeah. I didn't know about this movie. This is so... It's so barely focused on Hannibal Lecter at all. He's in, like, three scenes. Yes. I did not know that. And you just hear about this movie, and I guess it's just a testament to how big of an impact he has on the movie, even when he's not there. Especially when he escapes, you're like, is he going to be in this next scene? Like, where where is he? What's he doing? Um, That I think it's really interesting how little he's in it and how much he is, like, the face of this movie. Outside yeah. of obviously Jodie Foster, but and I think a lot of that is uh, contributed to specifically Anthony Hopkins because like um, the two books um, that the author had put out uh, by this time, uh, Red Dragon and Sons of the Lambs, they're both like that same kind of style, where Hannibal is uh, in prison and then helps uh, an FBI agent track down a serial killer. Okay, um, and then it's only after Anthony Hopkins has his breakout performance. That he writes another book uh, that's like much more Hannibal focused. Um, it still has like another serial killer in the mix there. Okay. Um, there's also this whole thing where like he didn't want to write sequels, but like the studio wanted sequel movies to make, so he like intentionally wrote books that are so absurd they wouldn't translate the movies well, and then they just made them anyway. I saw um, that Brett Ratner directed one of them, Ratner, so that makes a lot of sense. The thing is, you can't. Brett Ratner directed um, Red Dragon, uh, which I think was the last one they ended up making. Um, the last time Anthony Hopkins was in the role. Oh, because Hannibal Rising is 2007. Yeah. Is that- oh, yeah. Well, they made that by Anthony Hopkins because it's a prequel, so they get someone new to play Hannibal Lecter. Um, okay. So, yeah, the last one with Anthony Hopkins is Red Dragon. And they had actually made a previous adaptation of Red Dragon uh, called Manhunter um, back even before Silence of the Lambs. Oh, what? Um, with someone else in the Hannibal Lecter role. So that might be, like, why they skipped Red Dragon originally, even though it was the first novel um, That's with the really character. Um, but then they went back and remade it with Anthony Hopkins because his... Um, performance as the character obviously uh was so iconic that they're like we're gonna make every single one of these we can oh my god it was so so who played it was manhunter was the name of it manhunter um and it was uh brian cox um who i don't he's been in other stuff i don't remember at the moment i think he was um william striker in x-men 2 if you remember that the villain in x-men 2 oh yeah no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know he's in uh he's in um 
Yeah, he's in uh, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, too. He's in yeah. Trick or Treat, apparently. I don't remember. Oh, Pixels. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember. <laughs> you haven't seen I haven't Pixels. Seen Pixels. I haven't seen The it. one Adam Sandler movie I've seen that you haven't. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, he does a fine job, but it's obviously nothing that um, compares to Anthony Hopkins. Right. Um, and then uh, Mass Mickelson is the latest to take on the role. And actually, he's my favorite. Mm, um, okay. But I think that at that point, it's just really a matter of taste because they're both doing uh, excellent work. Does he try to do like an Anthony Hopkins thing or does he try to do his own thing? He with it? tries to do his own thing. And I think part of the reason is um, at this point, uh, in Silence of the Lambs, obviously, this is the point Hannibal Lecter's already captured every, the whole whole world knows he's a serial killer um mm-hmm. and where the show starts um it starts before the novels uh took place so okay. it's very much just like he's still this really respected um psychiatrist um that just uh helps the fbi out on cases so it's a lot more of like a restrained performance okay um because he's not like showing his true face to the world just yet whereas anthony hopkins leans completely into the psychopath oh, he does. part it's, of it uh... It's great. You can tell he had a lot of fun doing. Yeah, this all the role. like eye bulging moments. It's, uh... <laughs> it reminds me of that Twitter video. Remember that Twitter video I said of Anthony Hopkins? Which one? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was he's, going on with that? He's just going. Yeah. <laughs> he's just freaking out. Anthony Hopkins like confounds me because this is like one of the most well respected mm-hmm. uh, actors, and on he's the just he's a weird Sir dude. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> And then he just, like, goes and, like, makes Transformers movies every now and then. He's like, I don't know, the grandkids like him. He's just a weird dude. I love it. Yeah. And obviously, Thor's daddy. I don't remember his name. Odin? Daddy. That's not even from Marvel Comics. That's just the mythology. Daddy Thor. <laughs> anyway. You need to go down that, that trail. I don't... Thaddy. <laughs> I said we don't need to go down that trail. Um, Why would you do this? I'm sorry, it's too late. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, I was just really uh, upset that maybe that cat died in this movie. I, but I think you might be right. I think the cat might have been saved. The cat would have been saved because, um, yeah, the cat, the cat uh, of the kidnapped woman. Um, you, there's a shot of it lingering, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you, you guys got very worried about this cat's well, safety um, more than the woman that was kidnapped. Well, I was like, <laughs> I was just like, look, this is this is the point of the movie. Yeah, this woman, like, he kills women. He doesn't have to kill that cat. I'm not saying like he has to, get, right. but I mean the character's not written to be a cat hater. Mm. He even likes dog, but it's, he let that cat. He's gonna let that like cat that die. It's not like that moment in like Fantastic Beasts Two where Grindelwald just like pulls out the animal and like kills it like in the first fifteen minutes. Do you know, we made a whole big deal. About oh yeah, this. he's like pitiful, and then he throws it out <laughs> the window. Where you're like, oh that guy's evil. Now we get it. And then they kill the baby. What baby? They kill a baby in that movie. Wasn't there, like, a baby, like, kidnapped from Titanic or something in that movie? You... We don't need to dive into the deep... But I'm just... It's not not officially canon that it's the Titanic. The thing is, I get so... Every time I think of that movie again, I always get so wrapped up in the Holocaust Mm -hmm. uh, vision that Grindelwald has. Yeah, the Holocaust bong rip. That I completely forget about the fact that there's, like, a baby that's kidnapped from the Titanic in it. Mm. It's like, we, we, this is a, uh, uh, connected to the Holocaust bong rip. We talk so much about what Buffalo Bill <laughs> killing women, but we don't talk about how much he's a Nazi. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> we should also mention that. Yeah. Like, they kind of just throw that one, like, just kind of <laughs> in the background. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I mean, they go hand in hand, but... <laughs> Nazi and Nazis Nazi. and women killing. Oh, okay. I thought, I th- yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know what you thought. I was no, not okay. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. Women killing. Yeah. <laughs> what another uh, introduction? Well, no, that's Let's, what God to don't... get this podcast back on track. <laughs> women killing. <laughs> no, don't don't cut this podcast out of context, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Yeah. Yeah, very gruesome movie, but it also definitely is one of those movies that uh, knows not to, like, show too much. Yeah, I, I, I was really... it works out much it in its favor. it better, yeah, for it. Because when they're like, here's this picture of what he did to that girl, and then she just looks at it, and you see it in her face, what happened, you don't need to see the picture. Because the picture probably would look goofy, almost, like, in yeah. the... Uh, so I, I think that's... The better way to do that. Yeah, like, already the part where he's, like, ripping that, uh, Hannibal Lecter's ripping the, like, guy's face off of his own head. I'm, like, already, like, that looks way goofier (laughs) than anything else in this movie. (laughs) Well, and just, like, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of the, uh, like, not showing stuff, uh, works very well. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's also what helped, uh, it kind of reach a larger, uh, audience, Mm -hmm. um, is the fact that it doesn't lean too hard into the gore. It has, like, just enough to kind of have, like, that, um, you know... Uh, Unsettling that, element to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, people uh, will, you know, walk away from it feeling very unnerved. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too much that people aren't going to uh, be, like, walking out of the theater in the middle of it kind of thing. Yeah, they're not going to human centipede it. <laughs> I think if you walk into a movie called The Human Centipede, you know what you're getting into. Well, what if you just think it's a person with a hundred arms? That's true. Well, maybe people walk into this movie thinking it was about lambs, and then there were no lambs. (laughs) There were no lambs. There was a dog who was kind of like a lamb. I was trying to remember, like, this whole movie, if they ever did a line where they're, like... Where they like say the name of the movie? So close because they keep on getting so close. He kept he keeps on saying like the screaming of the lambs, yeah. the screaming of the lambs. It's and almost I just, worse. I was rocking my brain. I was like, do they end up like doing uh, like a line where it's like, oh, now you hear the silence of the lambs? Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think they do because I feel like that would be way too cheesy for this. Yeah. Um, I will be honest, I'd rather them do that than say the screaming of the lambs twice very close together and me just be like, come on. <laughs> no, like, just say it. I, do, I know you want to. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, you know, I think they can, I think it gets a pass um, because at least Silence of the Lambs is like something like that they made like they just kind of like built this whole like metaphor this character arc around uh this mm-hmm. concept like signs of lambs doesn't really mean it much um right. outside the context of this whole backstory to clarice that they developed right so it's different than like when something like i don't know suicide squad drops in because it's a branding kind of uh enterprise thing call me Ocean Master. I know that's not the name of the movie, but oh my god. Yeah, like whenever it's like to reinforce the brand, that's Mm -hmm. like when it's the worst. Yeah. But it's something like this where it's like, hey, this is just. It's like, oh, I almost forgot what movie I was watching. Speaking to the themes of the movie. (laughs) 
Oh, Silence of the Lambs. All right. Well, do you think anyone heard those lines and they're like, oh, the name of the movie is The Screaming of the Lambs? I'm sure tons of people uh, <laughs> get the name wrong. That they do it twice just to really mess with you. And then they're like, yeah, you see that movie, The Screaming of the Lambs? And then you get made fun of because they're like, it's not called The Screaming of the Lambs? And mm. it's like, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, they said it twice. I don't know. This feels like a very real response. Did you call it Screaming of the Lambs once? No. Well, I haven't seen the movie. How would I know? Well, that's why you would have called it that. You would have been like, oh, But that- the people who have seen the movie would be more likely because they say it twice. Ah, uh, yeah. So what, Fair I, point. what Fair I'm trying point. to get at. Ah, uh, so now uh, now that you've seen now you're going to make that mistake and someone's going to call you out on it and you you wish that you had not seen the movie because then you would know exactly. the correct title. Exactly. I see. I see. What a podcast. Yeah, I actually, you know, I think this one's been good. I think we've had some good discussion here. Yeah. And also a little bit of memes. Oh, memes. Yeah. But do we want to rank this? I mean, I don't have much else to say about it. I think it's very much a, a straightforward, other outside of the way it's shot and the themes that we had already talked about. Um, it is kind of a more straightforward crime thriller. Yeah. And I do think... Even though we talked about it at the at the start of this podcast, like how that's not like a, a particular uh, appeal to either of us, that kind of crime mm-hmm. drama thing. I do really love movies where people are just good at their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like no, that's like the, the that's best true. kind of story. But that's what is I'm when saying. people are just really good at things <laughs> they do. <laughs> that's why the journalism journalism movie has surpassed the crime. Oh, is that so? Because yeah. it's just better. And you know, <laughs> journalists. Don't, I feel like that's a, a circular. Journalists circular don't kill reasoning. people quite as much. Am I right? <laughs> oh my! I said what I said. Wow, you coming out of this with the hot takes? Yeah. Huh? Um. So yeah, I I really love this movie. Um, we talked about the performances. We talked about the themes. We talked about the directing. Um. We didn't really talk about the dated elements about it. I feel like it's been discussed at length by people with a lot more uh, nuanced, uh, you know... Personal, yeah. Yeah, personal experiences brought into the conversation. Um, It's something that's weird because it feels like it's... um, The book was, like, more... um, What leaned more into it. Mm -hmm. um, Whereas the movie tries to walk it back... Um, yeah, it's a weird walk back, though. It, yeah, it, it's a walk back that doesn't actually hold up to scrutiny, and then the uh, actual like film still leans into a lot of those transphobic tropes uh, that are you know an unfortunate uh, common occurrence in horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not successful as walking back. Um, but it's very much something where it's like it was. It's a movie made in the '90s. Um, it's mm-hmm. come and gone, and you know we're gonna do better in the future, kind of thing. Yeah. And I think definitely, I really hope that Brian Fuller gets a chance to make his Silence of the Lambs movie. That's the showrunner of the Hannibal TV show. Oh, really? Um, because I think he did a really good job throughout the show of kind of updating uh, the material for like the modern sensibilities. That's so, good. Yeah. Is, so he's trying to make a Silence of the Lambs movie, huh? Well, not a movie. He's trying to do like a miniseries, like a continue. That's what like he wanted to do as the next season of the show. Okay. Um, but like the rights to Silence of the Lambs are like wrapped up um, with a different company than the rest of the Hannibal Lecter rights. So he was trying to get the rights to that so he could make his own version of it. He wanted Ellen Page as the new Clarice Starling. Oh, that um, and that all yeah, that all sounded super interesting. The show I love. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, but yeah, he, the show got canceled before they could, uh, 
ever work out the rights for that. And now they're doing, I don't know if you heard about this, they're doing like a police procedural about Clarice for CBS that like doesn't involve Hannibal Lecter, but it's just like, hey, we have these Silence of the Lambs rights, uh, let's use it for a generic police procedural. CBS, man, <laughs> they just do the dumbest stuff over and over again. I love them. I hate them, but I love them. I love them for their yeah. ineptitude. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's like, you know how we like to watch Science of the Lambs because it's fun to watch people be good at their jobs? Mm. It's fun to watch CBS because it's fun to watch people be horrible at their jobs. <laughs> you know? Like the actual CBS executives yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing what good TV is. Exactly, so. that's what mm. I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like compare this to an episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> that is CBS, right? Like it has to be. I'll look it up. It, God, it sure feels like it. I, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's so popular, and I just, like, I don't know. Is this still going on, or did they end it? I thought it was, like, wrapping up. It is CBS. <laughs> Final episode, February 19th of this year. Gotcha. Okay, so it just ended. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Well, we don't have to think about Criminal Minds ever again. I mean, thank God, you know. Until they revive it uh, they in a few years. Will. Well, that's the thing. It's like with any of these cop shows, they're just so easy to just be like, and another person is yeah. doing something similar to the last time. My God, it's just like an O2. Oh, I just couldn't think of my glasses. <laughs> you hear... Well, you're supposed to put the glasses on. You say the witty one-liner and then you put the glasses on. But that's the takeoff because you're in shock. My God. Oh. You know? Well, I think that's more the Jurassic Park uh, yeah, thing yeah, than the cop show thing. <sighs> we can wanna... rank it. We can yeah, rank okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it ranked 26th, behind Psycho and ahead of Brick. Okay. And okay. that's the combined list, and I'm just going to do the combined one, because it's going to be very similar in the final, or in Aaron's list, and on the final episode of Aaron's list, we'll, we'll go through our list and we'll read them back. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to put this 34th. Okay. Um, so behind Unbreakable, ahead of Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It's, yeah, pretty uh, pretty high on both of our lists. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it's like it's just so well done. It's hard to. Gosh, there, <laughs> I just need to mention this. There's a bit okay. in uh, in Silence of the Lambs where they're they're waiting for that elevator to come down, and there's all those cops with guns. And I just saw the poster next to Blues Brothers, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't help but like laugh at that because it felt so Blues Brothers. It does a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so next week or next time? Uh, next I guess. time, I believe we are still on my list because we did Seven, two episodes think, of your right? list and then two episodes. Yep, yep. We're following a very similar theme. Um, <laughs> I guess so. It's gonna be weird watching these two so close together. Two of the most iconic like serial killer uh, crime uh, dramas uh, of all time. So. Uh, we're watching that one, and then two days later, we're watching The Forest. So That we are. Prep yourselves for that little ditty. Oh, I'm little ready ditty for that one. About Jack and Diane. <laughs> I say I'm, little ditty, and I have to do the song every time. I don't know. Do it's you? It's like compulsive, almost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my... I think that's about the point where we have to wrap these up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I do want to mention, though, okay, yeah, yeah. the movies that I've watched since yeah, go for Orphan. It. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Sure. Uh, very interesting movie. These are for the 31 Days of Halloween. Yeah, 31 now. Days of Halloween. I mean... He's, he's still on track. He's 
I, uh, I'm I mean, I'm sure you've got it because again, quarantine. There's like nothing else yeah. that's gonna draw your attention. It's away. like tomorrow's Black Christmas, and then I have two days off, so we can do seven on a day that I have off, and I can, you know, uh, w- w- we're gonna get to it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, a very interesting movie. I thought that it was an interesting take on a horror movie. That it's also a courtroom drama, <laughs> which was weird, but like. Cool. I hadn't seen one like that before, so I thought that was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, that's about all I can say about it. The uh, exorcism scene, the titular exorcism scene, mm. really good. And I'm like, that, it, I, it almost feels like a cop-out because like they took all their good ideas and put it into that one scene and then made it a courtroom drama because they're like, well, we're not going to be able to fill everything else with stuff that good. Sort of how it felt to me. But that scene's so good that it's like, I'm okay with it. Mm. Uh, then I watched The Last House on the Left, and whew. Brought it up a little early. That, uh, yeah. that movie's real bad. <laughs> it's real bad. I can't even uh, defend it. Again, I, as soon as you put it on the list, I was like, yeah, I know he's going to hate this, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> because I don't think I'm going to I'm gonna dissuade you from watching it. You're still going to be like, well, I'll watch it and see. Yeah. Because it's uh, still, you know, well, it's, one of the most iconic movies from the uh I was decade. interested enough just mostly because I knew it was Wes Craven, and I was like, well, I mean, I really like Scream. I really like Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. I thought, you know, let's see where he started. Let's just say I would have rather watched the porno he made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, just wrap this up. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying it probably would have been a better movie. Maybe. Just a guess. I don't know. Uh, And then Triangle, which I had to watch with ads because, ooh, can't rent it anyway. Yeah. You can't get it on Blu-ray anywhere either. You can't? I'm just like, no. Another one? No. I don't know what to do. I really want this movie. It's my second favorite movie of the year so far. You gotta get it on DVD, man. It's I mean, so good. That's the that's the weird thing is I always love like getting these obscure horror movies, and I'm always like, you know, we're at the point of a new format. You know, 4K is gonna become mm-hmm. the new normal. Um, and every time you transition, uh, you know, a format like that, there's gonna be movies that don't make it over. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's movies that were on VHS that never got transferred to DVD. And then DVD movies that never got transferred to Blu-ray, and now there's going to be Blu-ray movies that never get transferred to 4K. Um, so I think if something's not on Blu-ray now, the chances of it ever making it to 4K are, you know, like that much lower kind of thing, you know? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Although I don't think the DVD is region-free. It's not. Because it's an Australian movie. But they all are from America, so it's really weird. Um... It sucks, because it, it is really, like, one of the best horror movies, I guess. Mm. It's, like, it has, like, a slasher backdrop, but there's more going on to it um, that I have ever seen. It's awesome. And I would love to watch it without ads, because I think it, it might be... I really like um, uh, Lake Mungo, and that's probably the better movie but this one is just like hit so many sweet spots of movies that I love that I'm just like, oh, this this rocks. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Um, this will not play on most Blu-ray players and regions, man. They're so dumb. Regions. Why yeah. do they do that? Aaron, you know, tell me, why do they do that? I I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's like more like a copyright kind of thing. Um, 
to prevent piracy because um, movies uh, get kind of like released in other countries at different times mm. um, so to try to preserve that um, experience and that profit um, trying to lock it down like that yeah I hate it still yeah well <laughs> and I don't know there's not if, much else if corporations to say. were more consumer friendly the world would be a vastly mm. different place I don't know what you want me to That's say true. here oh no I can still get it on blu-ray yeah uh, for $74 used. <laughs> so that's not worth it. <laughs> Do you check eBay? That's the eBay price. Oh, that's the eBay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but that movie's awesome. And even if you have to watch it with ads, might still be worth it. I, mm. I'd say if you're... I can't say what if you're into... Just watch it. It's so good. So that's just where I'm ending that one. Right. But yeah, yeah, then it's Silence of the Lambs, Black Christmas, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, and then Seven. Which we'll, uh, we'll yeah, talk, talk about, about next time. Uh, until then, if you want to find us around the web, you can find uh, Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Letterboxd. He is posting reviews of all the movies he just mentioned. If you want uh, some more uh, um, padded out thoughts on those, uh, you can read them there. Um, and if you want to find me around the web, you can uh, find me at uh, Honest Opinion on Twitter. You can find me at myhonestopinion.com. I'm also on Letterboxd. Um, if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can give us a like. Um, if you like, I don't want to say. <laughs> if, uh, you can give us a good review if you like what we there say. There we go. On SoundCloud and iTunes as well. I, I messed that up, but you know what? <sighs> It's 10.55. This is not the latest we've ever done this. Uh, but It's not. No. But I feel But tired. we're about to watch After 2. <laughs> we are. <laughs> wow, that just <laughs> guttural laugh. You're just the I'm excitement. I'm so excited for After 2. This is my most am, anticipated movie of the year after everything got pushed out. <laughs> I'm very excited. So we gotta You're get so to bad. that. We're so bad. We're so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll catch up with you after After 2. Until that, don't think it, don't say it, bye bye man. <laughs> <laughs>